Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're now tuned into CFRE 91.9 FM. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome to Cool Radio. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! That we are live on the airwaves of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment, reminding you guys each and every day that we are creating our own legacies indeed. So you guys already know how I like to start off the show. I got some things to get off my chest that I want to share with you guys on a regular basis. So Today is no exception. So, with that being said, I think it's time to uh, let that ish breathe. Make this bitch breathe. So, normally I like to come out of left field with some pop culture stuff and what have you to get things started off. But I wanted to take the time, as I did last week, to open up the show to address some things that happened within the Mississauga community specifically. Um, yesterday, the candlelight vigil uh, took place for Shane Redway, or as we all know him as Redway. Um, we all know about the tragic accident that uh, that occurred uh, during Caravan a weekend that involved him and two other people, and we all want to send our condolences to the family and friends of Redway. Um, what I saw last night was nothing short of beautiful. What happened last night was at his candlelight vigil, many, many people attended, whether it was people that met him through high school, such as myself, or people who were close with him in the music industry within Toronto, or just anyone who ever heard of the name Redway. If Anyone was impacted by Redway in some way, shape, or form, they attended that evening. And for me, it was a surreal and somewhat of a bittersweet experience, um, mainly because of the fact that we were mourning the loss of someone who lost their life too young, way too young, before they were even able to tap into their potential. But it was also sweet at the same time because we saw so many people unified under one umbrella, so to speak, and also brought about a reunion of sorts. There are people over there who I haven't seen in years, people that I grew up with, that I became friends with. And in this tragedy, it made me realize that not a lot of people have the luxury of saying that they've known someone for 10 plus years. And, you know, thankfully, I'm one of those people who can say that I have. So it made me want to put forth an effort to build and cultivate those relationships that I have built with those people from ever since I was in seventh or eighth grade, because those are the type of people that you do not want to lose in your life for whatever reason. So that has given me a stronger purpose to mend those relationships if they were broken or they have become distant over time so that I can fully say that I've been with you since the beginning and that I want to see you succeed all the way through no matter what you are doing in life. So it was a great experience to see all those people, you know, gather around for his memorial. And I just want to say rest in peace, Redway. We definitely miss you. You're gone too soon, but we're definitely going to carry out your legacy. Most definitely. Uh, Boulevard all day, 2251. I was from 22301, but it's all love either way, no matter what. Once again, rest in peace to Redway. And before we go to the commercial break, I just want to say in regards to his tragic passing, I just hope that you know, this at the very least can bridge the gap between some of Toronto's artists and some of Toronto's consumers to finally put them together so we can all support each other no matter what. We shouldn't have to support someone because they either lost their life or because of the fact that they gained 
notoriety elsewhere and, and they came back here because they now have that that let's say that cosign so to speak or that validation from other tastemakers we should appreciate what we have and we should cultivate and create our own renaissance so to speak and i'm not even just talking about musicians or recording artists i'm talking about our athletes i'm talking about our actors our actresses our comedians our educators our fellow on-air talents anyone who has a talent and they want to spread it beyond their region, we should be able to celebrate it and embrace it and support them all the way through. And Mississauga is just a hotbed of talent. It is rich, like Warren Buffett rich of talent. And we should all cultivate that and support it no matter what. And that's all I got to say for that. So on that note, we are going into the commercial break. And when we get back, we have a fellow Mississauga native who goes by the name of Ryan Wright. He is a professional basketball player in Europe. And we will be discussing his journey through European basketball, through the OVO Bounce Tournament, and a whole bunch of other things in between. And going into the commercial break, speaking of Redway, we got to play this tribute song that was made by my man, John River, another young, talented recording artist from Mississauga who is on his way and we want to see this kid grow and prosper. This one is called Boulevard, so keep it locked. We will be right back after these messages. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You are now tuned into CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is a man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. Once again, that was Mississauga native John, <clears throat> pardon me, John River with Boulevard, a special tribute to Redway. Once again, rest in peace, Redway. Now, speaking of which, we have another Mississauga native in the building right now, and he is breaking barriers through Canadian basketball. You guys already know me. I've been hooping since the days of, you know, Jordan versus Magic back in like 91 and what have you. So this goes, this is a really special moment for me right now because I finally get to interview my very first professional athlete within basketball. And I'm proud to say that I've known this guy ever since 2002. One thing that I'll let you guys know is when I first tried out for the basketball team at Loyola Catholic Secondary School back in 02, I believe, we had to do shooting drills. And of course, my assignment was this gentleman sitting in front of me and this guy was so tall I couldn't even see the nets I literally had to like ask him if he could like move to the side a little bit I don't know if you remember that but fair enough fair enough because <laughs> I'm trying to forget that memory as well but nonetheless I'm glad I have him in the building right now and he has broken so many doors for Canadian basketball and if it weren't for him then we would not see an influx of talent that you now see in the NBA and going into D1 schools in America. Ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about my man Ryan Wright. Ryan, welcome to the show. Uh, Yes, sir, man. Thanks for having me. I know we've been talking about this for a couple summers now Yeah, get me on the show, but it's Mm -hmm. it's great to be here, great to chop it up with you Mm -hmm. and... um, no, I'm, I'm excited to be here, man. Absolutely, man. Let's do this. And by the way, for all the people who are listening in right now, my man is definitely rep- uh, representing the Redway Moving with the Boulevard T-shirt. Yeah, so, uh, gotta, yeah, man, gotta, gotta show support to get support, man. Exactly. That, that's what I say. Self-com and Loyola. Yeah, oh, yes. You gotta rep it. So. You always gotta rep it, man. You always gotta rep it. That that <laughs> those were the days when I'm telling you, like every every summer, everyone was going to community center to play right. ball. Every Friday, Self-com and community center was the hot spot for ball and soccer. Like, Absolutely. 
you know, where you were from, and whether yeah. you were from Meadowville, whether you were from like Acorn, Acorn, whether you were from Woodlands, yeah, you know, Bloor and Fieldgate on the east side. Like, yeah, everyone went to Loyola. I mean, uh, South Common on Fridays mm-hmm. for, to run ball. So like that was like the hot spot, man. And exactly, um, you know, there was just so much talent in the area, and just you know, just such great memories about that, man. So mm-hmm. it's definitely been a part of my development. And every every time I come back, I always make sure I come back to that area and that neighborhood. And mm-hmm. you know, I still get a lot of love out there, man. So it's a beautiful thing. Absolutely, man. You got definitely got to show that love for sure, man. Uh, but let's get things started, man. Since we are talking about you know memory lane and what have you, uh, what made you develop your basketball Jones, so to speak? Oh man, uh, you know, growing up, my two favorite players were probably well, I'll, I'll take that back. Three favorite players. Okay. So, as a kid, my two favorite players were Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. and Shaq. Yeah. First of all, Michael Jordan in the 90s, you know, that has the saying goes, I want to be like Mike. Mm-hmm. Everyone wanted to be like Mike. Absolutely. You know I mean, from the, from the tongue sticking out. Yeah. Reach, from the one, one, one foot fade away, uh-huh. dribbling the ball with, you know, palm, trying to palm it with one hand. Even yeah, you yeah. Palm it. <laughs> yeah. It was just you know, slipped out. <laughs> so, you know, so, you know, you grab a smaller ball or a tennis ball. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Everyone tried to mimic Mike. And, you know, whether you were, you know, a tall kid, a short kid or whatever, Whatever shape or size or race you were, you always, always try to mimic Mike, man. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was one of the main guys that got me into playing basketball because um, I played everything when I was a kid. You know, yeah. Soccer, baseball, you know, did karate, did, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Whatever I could get my hands on, whatever I can do, I did it. Yeah. But, um, but Mike was one of the guys who really got me into playing basketball and, 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 and seeing him fly through the air and his athleticism, mm-hmm. it was, it, it was so like it was watching a, a superhuman. It was, it was a thing amazing. of beauty. Um, the next – and. The second guy who I say really got me into basketball also was Shaq. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Shaq was, was again, a, it's like you said, a thing of beauty, like just a specimen. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy who was seven foot one, seven foot two, mm-hmm. able to run like a gazelle, you know, bully people on the court, play above the rim. Um, his big personality, his smile, his, the way he had fun with the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I wanted everything Shaq. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know if you remember back in the day, I think it was either Pizza Hut or Pizza Pizza. You, you got that one pizza, and it came with a ball with Shaq's handprint on it. I think that? that was Pizza Hut. I'm yeah, pretty sure that was Pizza Hut. Hut. Yeah. Pizza. Man, I, I made my mom order Pizza Hut like, <laughs> almost every other day because <laughs> what was happening was every kid wanted the ball with the handprint on it, so all the yeah. Pizza Huts were running out of the ball. Yeah. So you so you, so you call Pizza Hut, ask them if they you know, have a pizza for you or whatever. Can I get the ball? They don't know. We ran out. Yeah. So basically, I made my mom call the Pizza Huts all around. The every PGA, day. Every day, man. And. I think I finally got the ball, you know, and that was one. Of, that was one of, like one of the greatest moments, you know. My dad, he took a business trip out to LA uh-huh. uh, one year, and that was when Shaq was playing for the Lakers. He got me yeah. a Shaq jersey. Yeah, um, I even I had I had Shaq Fu on Sega Genesis. Yes, you know what I mean, like you know, <laughs> exactly. I had Shaq Fu on Sega Genesis. I, I watched Shazam. Like, yes! You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, like Shaq. I am Kazam! Was the man. Yo, and, 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 you know, taking it into the whole hip-hop realm, you know, mm-hmm. falling in love with hip-hop music, Shaq had a track with Big. Yeah, you know exactly, I mean? yeah. So, like, that, that, like, that was the guy for me, you know, just getting into hip-hop music, getting into basketball, getting into the culture. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Shaq embodied not just basketball, but he embodied the whole, the whole, whole everything. Yeah, the whole hip hop and basketball relationship. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And he was one of the first guys to do that. So that was, one mm-hmm. of the, you know, that was also one of my favorite players growing up. Thirdly, yes. third, third last guy I'm going to talk about was Kevin Garnett, and obviously okay. that was more of my high school days. I was yes. really into Kevin Garnett. That's when I really got into actually learning the game and playing the game. And you know, I always loved Kevin Garnett's game from his turnaround fadeaway to his mm-hmm. intensity um, to the way that he carried his team. 
um, from the point forward position, being able to play as a forward, but also distribute the ball like a point guard. You know yeah. What I mean? So like, like uh, skills wise, that was one of my favorite guys to watch in high school. Mm-hmm. Trying to mold my my game after him. Yeah, absolutely, man. And yeah, KG was like a huge inspiration for a lot of people who were going up in high yeah, school because sure, of the sure. fact that he came into the league at a high school, exactly. right? I remember that used to call him the kid. You know, KG the kid. Exactly. And, you know, I, that was that was one of my guys. Like I I I loved him, man. And 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 also just because like he had a lot of adversity coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's too young. He's too young to be yeah. playing in the league. He's too skinny to be playing in the mm-hmm. league. He's going to get bullied around. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I remember he had some adversity coming out of yeah. um, high school with, you know, a couple of legal issues. Exactly. And, and like out of Illinois. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I remember that was one of his adversities that, that, you know, faced him. And people thought he wouldn't last. Exactly. You know, this tall, skinny kid, um, you know, coming into the league at, as 18-year-old, he yeah. wouldn't last. Now, now he's, he's played most of his life in the NBA. He's going exactly. to have like a close to a 20 year career in the NBA. Mm-hmm. One of the only players to ever do that. You know what I mean? So exactly. Um, probably made the most money out of anybody in the NBA right now. Him and Kobe are kind of up there. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, he just, he just, he just climbed all barriers and with just with his sheer will and intensity, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's managed to have this kind of career and that's one of my favorite players ever. Absolutely, man. <clears throat> Pardon me. Now let's talk about, uh, your high school career, you played for the Loyola Ro- uh, Warriors sure, sure. from 02 to about 06 sure. or 05? 02 to 05. 02 to 05. Okay, 02 to 05. Yeah, man. Uh, let me ask you something, man. I remember you guys uh, were one of the top teams in Ontario, sure. and you guys always had to go up against Eastern Commerce, man. Oh, man. What was oh, that man. like? I, man, you know, at the time, Eastern Commerce, they were like a, a, a factory. Like, they were mm-hmm. just like a hoop factory, man. Like, you know, Roy Rana, shout, shout out to Roy Rana, you know, head coach of the Ryerson Rams right now, one of the top coaches in Canada right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had them running like a factory. Like, one thing that Roy mm-hmm. Rana did was he made sure that that team and that school, like, he was kind of a pioneer in making sure they um, scheduled their um, everything they did kind of like a college program. They had mm-hmm. workouts, they had shoot arounds, they had all that kind of things. Mm-hmm. So, going up against Eastern Commerce was tough because they were groomed and bred to be high level, you know, players. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, you know, not taking away from anything that we had, you know, going on at our school, but mm-hmm. you know, obviously, like they were, they were the elite, they were the, you know, the the, the, the top. So mm-hmm. um, we always ran into them, and um, I remember one of my favorite memories was um, playing against Eastern Commerce in the Humber Classic tournament, mm-hmm. um, my last year in in high school, and like. The Humber Classic tournament that year was stacked. It had Eastern Commerce. It had Oakwood. Mm-hmm. It had West Hill. West Hill was a stacked team with Javon Shepard, Kalen Anderson, mm-hmm. Nate Skinner. You know what I mean? They had um, they had uh, Bon Road in there with Alex Johnson, Ashley July. Mm-hmm. They had St. Mike's in there mm-hmm. with uh, Evaldo Zabas. He was on that team. Like that was one of the most stacked high school tournaments I've ever played in. Yeah, like, there was there, there was pros in that tournament. Like, yeah, pure pros and and D one players in that tournament. So. Um, I remember, um, you know, we, we ended up playing against St. Mike's in the first round. We beat them. We ended up playing against Oakwood in the second round. You mm-hmm. know, people thought we would lose to them, man. Mm-hmm. We beat them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, everyone, and all of a sudden, they were like, man, who's the, who, the, who are these guys from Mississauga, man? Who are these guys right? from Mississauga? Right, yeah. We were the only team from, I'm sure, yeah, we were the only team from Peel region in that mm-hmm. tournament. Every, every other team was from Toronto. And this was like before the whole Peel basketball resurgence that's coming on right now. Like, yeah. everyone... Kind of thought peel basketball was, it was like soft after, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was soft was an afterthought. You know them. You know them guys. They're from outside the city. Yeah, you know, they're they, from the burbs, whatever. The burbs, they, really they have nets on their driveways. Exactly, <laughs> right, right. You know all, all the stigmas that come with you know growing up in Peel region. But you know we we brought it to everybody. We ended up beating Oakwood, one of the top teams. We ended up beating St. Mike's. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we we faced West Hill in the, in, in the semifinals. And um, to this day, you know I, I always talk about you know Mike Hall with this, and he had one of the nastiest dunks on a man like I've ever seen. 
in my whole life, and I, I'm pretty sure he ended that dude's career after that because <laughs> <laughs> it was like DeAndre Jordan on Brandon yeah, Knight level. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he ended that dude's. I, I'm you know shout out to whoever he was, but I'm pretty sure like, <laughs> ended, ended his career, man. It was, uh, like it was one of those dunks where everyone just ran out of the gym. The yeah, ref, the ref stopped the game. Like it, there was it was it was, it was pandemonium. Man. Yeah, it was pandemonium. Like he had to stop the game because like people were running on the court, running out of the gym. Yeah, like, yeah. Too much, you know what I'm saying. So we ended up beating West Hill in the second round, uh, the semifinals. We played Eastern Commerce in the final round, man. Yeah. Went toe-to-toe with them, back-to-back, back-to-back. Yeah. We went up, they went up. We went up, they went up. Um, they ended up pulling away at the very end of the game, beat us by a few points. Uh-huh. But after that tournament, man, we gained, we gained the ultimate respect from the whole basketball community in Canada. Mm-hmm. And I remember the Toronto Sun um, released their, their yearly um, power rankings, mm-hmm. and they ranked us as the number two team in the country. Oh, wow. Behind Eastern Commerce. And that was, like, that was like one of the first times, I think, a Peel team has been ranked as the number two team in the country. Not just yeah. Ontario. Like, they had teams in there from Vancouver, BC, yeah. whatever. They ranked us as the number two team in the country. You know what I mean? Exactly. So that, that, that set a big, you know, precedent for, for Peel basketball. You know, mm-hmm. and, that, and now you see all these teams from Peel coming up and mm-hmm. competing. You know, teams from Brampton and mm-hmm. you know, Saga and all that stuff. So, you know, we were one of the first ones to, 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 to be recognized. And mm-hmm. it was a great feeling, man. A lot of great memories. But... It's crazy you said that because we always ended up going against Eastern in every single yeah. time. And they always beat us. Exactly. But, you know, they, 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 were, they were the number one team. They were one of the best mm-hmm. you know, high school teams at that time. So yeah. It was, it was, it was great. It was great it, it's crazy because like, I, I did work with uh, Rogers TV after I was done college and what have you. And I will always cover like, some of the, the basketball tournaments that are happening within Peel Region at the very least. Yeah. And I'm not even saying that because it's my generation. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's been a team that has kind of tops you guys since those days, like yeah. a few here and there, but like what you guys did like year in, year out, you guys were consistent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, we had such crazy talent on our team. You know, we had me, we had, you know, Mike Hall and his brother, Andrew Hall. Mm-hmm. You know, we had Nate Duncan, who was a guy who I've been playing with since I was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. We had another guy named Jamie Smith, who was a point guard, mm-hmm. really, really super athlete. You his know, first he, step was insane, oh, yeah, man. You know, he was, he was kind of like, you know, he, he, he had like a, a, man's body yeah he did he really oh, did yeah. i'm like what grade are you exactly. in <laughs> yeah, he had a man's body like in, in grade in grade nine or something yeah you know he, he he ended up going to college playing football and and baseball yeah you know? like he he, he was bo jackson and, basically yeah basically so you know we had him you know we had a great supporting cast coming off the bench um you know a lot of a lot of guys who we actually played um mississauga monarchs with won oba championship with mm-hmm. played on our team so yeah we had a great core great nucleus man and it was just it was a it was an amazing time for basketball and Peel, man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we ended up going against Gates, Father Gates, uh, a couple of times, too. And um, it, it was a great time, man. And, and, uh, and those kind of memories, man, I always, we all, I always come back and talk to, about them. Whenever I come back and mm-hmm. I see people around, I see people who played for Gates and other Peel schools. We always talk about those days and we used to go head to head. And um, it was, it was it, like I said, it, 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 was, it was really the start of the resurgence of Peel basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, now you see, if you look at the power rankings, you see, like, you know, DeVille and mm-hmm. Campion and... Um, St. Marcellinus, who now has Roland Barrett's son going. Yeah. There, you know what I'm saying? And now Peel, now Peel Region basketball is powerhouse. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Like the best teams are in Peel now. Yeah. You know I mean? so, and it took you guys, took exactly. our generation to basically like break exactly. down those barriers, essentially. Exactly. Sure, sure. Speaking of breaking down barriers, man, like it's always been such you know, a stigma for Canadian basketball to be recognized. And I feel like it's now starting to happen with the likes of Andrew Wiggins, with Anthony Bennett, Andrew Nicholson, uh, Kelly Olenek, uh, Tyler Ennis, Corey Joseph, who came back home, basically. So would you say that it was your generation who helped out the younger ones coming up now? For sure. Um, we definitely opened a big door when it came to um, scouts coming into the country and seeing these kids. I mean, like, I, I remember um, a lot of coaches who I – 
still see to this day coming back to Toronto um, mm-hmm. to scout these kids in these AAU tournaments and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I'll see them and they'll message me on Facebook and hey, you are, hey, are you back home? I'm in your, I'm in your city. Let's go grab, you know, let's go grab a bite to eat. Let's go talk about things. Like yeah. these are guys who who coach now at Wisconsin and at mm-hmm. all these other schools, but they recruited me and they remember me. You know, yeah. They remember the big impact I had, so they still hit me up to see what I'm doing and, and keep mm-hmm. up with me. And I've seen some of these guys, and uh, I'll talk to them, and they'll be like, hey, like, 